today with me I have DJ, rapper, Lawrence. <laughs> what's going on, my guy? Yo, what's good? What's good? It's been a minute since I've seen you. Yeah. You know, we used to be at, at the functions and the mix. Yeah. So it's good to have you back here today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of course, bro. So we're going to talk about the grind. Mm-hmm. So let's go ahead and start off with how did you get into the DJ scene? Um, well, I started out basically, um, so with my music thing that I do when I rap, I was trying to get DJs to play my shit. And I realized it's not as easy to like just submit a song to somebody and they just going to work into a mix. Yeah. You know, as DJs, you realize like there's a lot of risk at hand when you're playing new music people mm-hmm. haven't heard before. And also at the time, my music wasn't really up to par just yet. I was okay. in my development stages. Yes. So I realized that I had to take matters into my own hands. Okay. And if I want to get DJs to play it, become a DJ. Then you have full control. You can mix in however you like. You can sauce it up, make it sound good. So I just decided to teach myself how to DJ so yeah. I could promote my stuff even more. That's dope. I like that. He yeah. taught himself, man. Yeah. Now, <laughs> DJing, it, it's a, it can start off as a hustle, and mm-hmm. then it could turn into something bigger than you ever can imagine. Right. Now, if somebody wants to get that muscle moving, mm-hmm. what do you think you need to get started out? Oh, network for okay. sure. Network, yeah. okay. Yeah, you got to have a good network. Like, you never know who's throwing events, who's going to need a DJ. Yeah. And that's just always going to be your foot in the door. Okay. And once you start doing that, it'll be other people there that need DJs. And if you're doing good, it's almost like you're auditioning each time. So okay. they'll put you on to other things. And you never know. It might be somebody that owns the, the biggest spot in Hollywood. Yeah, especially in Hollywood. Yeah. Now, in terms of, like, the system... Uh, is there like a certain term that you would say you would need to get situated when you pull up to these functions? Like, what are you going out to buy first to get that gig? Um, I would say start off with a board, okay. just a, a regular controller. So uh-huh. I started out with the SBJ 200, I think it was. Okay. It's one of the older Serato models. Yeah. So a um, little bit of backstory. Um, I have bought some equipment because it's something I always wanted to do anyway. Okay. And, you know, I was making good money, and I was like, let me just start buying some stuff. Yeah. So I, I had it, like, just stashed in the corner. I bought, like, a laptop. I bought okay. the um, controller. Um, I want to say maybe some headphones, too. Okay. But I just, like, let it sit there. Uh-huh. And then I got laid off. Oh. So okay. I had um, all the time in the world to, like, sit back <laughs> and do whatever I needed to do. So yeah. I, I remember the moment exactly. I was just, like, chilling on my couch, okay. trying to plan my next move that unemployment was setting in. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I need to plug that up. Okay. So I um, went and plugged up my stuff and just yeah. started going to work. And um, the the board is what I really, really needed. Because okay. you can always mess around with apps and stuff, but uh-huh. you, need, you need that controller. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Now, you know, on this uh, comedy grind, I do a lot of, you know, reaching out to people to see if I can get a spot. Right. But that's how I go. You know, some people reach out for different gigs. And so in regards of DJing, Mm -hmm. if you want to DJ for a particular function or a particular set, what would you say uh, would be your move? Because I know you mentioned something about word of mouth, but how, how do you go about doing it? Um, just reach out to whoever's doing it. Okay. Yeah, whoever's hosting that event or yeah. who's in charge, you know, just hit them up and, you know, let them know I, I, I work with this person uh-huh. or you can check out this if you want to hear my style. Yeah. And then they'll give you a look, you know, okay. if they like what they hear. Do you have, like, a certain playlist? You could just pull out the crates or... Um, <laughs> Depending on... Because DJs could do anything, right? Yeah. You could yeah. do uh, a weddings. You could do uh-huh. baby reveals. Like, everybody needs a DJ. So do you have, like, you know... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you got to have that variety for uh-huh. sure. Um, 
So the way it works is you got to have what's called crates. Okay. So crates are basically where you store your, your playlists uh-huh. or you can just do it by categories. Okay. So that's where organization is key because if you're a DJ that has your set list already mapped out, yeah. that makes, that's easy, but it's not easy. Because okay. your shit might be fire, but it yeah. might hit at the wrong time. Mm. Like you might have that good early set. Okay. But then if you try to play it at midnight, people are like, why are we listening to Sunshine Anderson <laughs> right now? Like, yeah. So, so yeah. timing is key with all that stuff. Uh-huh. But um, you also want to make sure if you're like going in and kind of freestyling, you have it organized to where you can just pull whatever you need to because okay. you got to be mad efficient. Like yeah. just have all your stuff ready to go back to back. Nice. So I would say the safe bet, you always want to have like at least five of the current songs okay. to work with. And then, you know, you can work your way to like some 2000s, 90s. Uh-huh. Just depends on the crowd. You really got to read the room. Yeah, so, read yeah. the room. It's very important. <laughs> yeah. And all, and all these also. Yeah, with everything. Yeah, because yeah. if you're doing a stand-up set, you'd be like, oh, I don't know if that joke is right for this room. Yeah. Now you got to pop back into something that always will work. Right, You know, right. There, there's some there's some jokes that will always work depending on the audience. Yeah. But sometimes, you know, you want to pull the dust off something. So, yeah. yeah, I see what you mean by that. Now, in regards of... Okay, so let's say, you know, because anybody that comes on this podcast, you know, they want to take it into uh, monetary value. They want to get paid by it. Mm-hmm. So how would you say, because this could be tricky for everybody. Right, right. <laughs> how would you say you would go about, you know, setting up how to get paid or charging somebody how to do it? Because if somebody reaches out to you and they'd be like, oh, Freddie, I'll pay you this for that. Mm-hmm. That would probably be my rate going forward. Yeah, yeah. So what would you say? Because it also depends on like, who the person is. Yeah. So what would you say? Um, so it's, it's a few factors that go into it. Okay. So if you are like a new G- DJ starting out, you uh-huh. might want to just say, hey, I'll do it for the low. Or, exactly. Yeah. Almost like you're interning. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you have that, but then once you start to build a reputation and people know you, that's yeah. when you can up the price. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's so. a perfect answer. <laughs> now, what I've seen, you know, pictures on, your, on the gram. Uh-huh. Uh, what type of functions have you done or want to do in the future? Um, so I've done all types. I've done like backyard parties, uh-huh. weddings, baby showers. Um, I've done a couple of venues. So I was, I did apartment 503 a couple of times. Okay. They used to have like a good 2000s party. Yeah. Which is always fire because you could really like flex your music knowledge when okay. it's like a, a tailored set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, I've done Black House in North Hollywood. Because okay. they do like Taco Tuesday My guys, and stuff. I work Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um. So I would love to do like one of the really big Hollywood events uh-huh. just to say, just to scratch off my bucket yeah. list. Are you familiar with colors? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Have you put up to a few of those? Because I used to go to those all the time. Yeah. I went to, I think I went to their Halloween party one okay. year. Yeah. How, how was the colors is a big deal. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. It's a nationwide thing. Are there any other, in terms of like day parties that you think that, you know, Juneteenth just passed. I saw mm-hmm. something on some, one of my stories. I don't know. Everybody was there. Yeah. Oh, well, Lamert. Uh, yeah. 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 Everybody was there. But in terms of like, you know, like the L.A. scene mm-hmm. in terms of day parties. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's a particular sum that people are always at, people are always in the mix with? You know, I was thinking about that the other day. Yeah. Like, we don't really have, like, that set event that okay. everybody's going to go to. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this is just, like, a generational thing, okay. but I feel like it's starting to be, like, kind of divided a little bit. Because mm. you have stuff where you'll go to it and you can tell the majority of the crowd is 30 and up. Yeah. Then you have stuff where you can tell these 
people are in their twenties. Okay. So it's it's not really like unison like it was before. Uh-huh. It's just you kind of find your crowd nowadays. I think it's yeah. just so much variety now, which is a good thing. But. Yeah, and I mean, and you would know the LA party scene more because you're out that way. It's kind of blended. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. you could say LA, but it could be hosted in Hollywood. It could be in Santa Monica. I okay. think I think what we do now is we just find venues. Mm. Yeah, because it's always been like, you know, limited when it comes to what they call urban parties, which, yeah. you know, is kind of a bad term, but uh-huh. they are, they don't give us like options like all the other parties might have. Yeah. So we kind of bounce around wherever we can go. Okay. Yeah. Now, when I met you, I think at that time, like I was hitting like places like Supper Club, mm-hmm. oh, Playhouse. Yeah. yeah. What happened to that part? I heard they didn't make it through the pandemic. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, I heard like, you know, they lost a lot of clientele, obviously, everywhere's yeah. closed. But also just that strip is probably mad expensive to maintain. That street in particular, though. Like yeah. You go to one club, go to another club. Yeah. Get back around 3 a.m. Yeah. That's what you was doing. It could be a Thursday night. Yeah. Playhouse used to go up. Yeah. Yeah. You could just find your way. So I guess that's probably why they tax more to stay there because uh, you bring in more people that just going to be walk-ups. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Right, nice. Now, is there any clubs during that time that you would go through frequently outside of like, was there any spots that you had some hidden jams that you would pull up to? Um, Not really. Okay. Maybe. I'm sure if I think about it, like, when I drive home, like, yeah. oh, yeah, I should have said that. But, yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, at that time, it was, like, Supper Club was always, like. Supper Club. Supper Club and, like, Guys and Dolls on Sundays. Oh, I, didn't, like, I didn't go to that one. Yeah, that used yeah. to be lit. Um, before it became Greystone, it was, like, industry. Oh, it was in, it was area, and then it was industry, then it became Greystone. But uh-huh. no matter what, it's always a reliable spot. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Now you got me thinking about <laughs> yeah. all them times you used to pull up. Now, in <laughs> regards of uh, DJing, mm-hmm. and uh, who, do you, who are some of your favorite DJs, or who do you think, you know, really has the game in a chokehold right now, or somebody you would work with? Um, well, locally, Artistic is always fire. Okay. Artistic is good. Prince is good. Um, Airy Hall, Airy Hall, okay, yeah, he's to... really good. He, okay, he does a spot on Mondays. Um, th- was it Thank God It's Monday? Okay, and he also does Find Your Friends. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, let's see, it's a lot of DJs honestly yeah. that are really good. But as far as like famous DJs, yeah. the one that really inspired me the most is a DJ named Girl Talk. Okay, and um, he did Coachella. He was actually the act before Outcast when they headlined. Wow. And I was like, who the hell is Girl Talk? Yeah. Like, I didn't know what it was, but so I was. Dude. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So okay. I was watching the stream waiting for Outcast, and I was like, I guess I'll like tune into this Girl Talk person who yeah. he um, got on stage, and his set was just like very live and chaotic. Uh-huh. And he does a lot of mashups. Okay. And all his transitions were seamless. His yeah. mashups were just so like unorthodox stuff okay. you would never expect. So then I went and listened to like his catalog. Yeah. He don't put too much stuff out because he does a lot of samples. So um, you know, you gotta pay to get all that stuff cleared. So of course, if yeah. it if he does it, it's just freelancing basically. Uh-huh. But his mixes and mashups are just insane. Now you mentioned something about uh transitions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now when I'm at a party, yeah, and that one song comes on that, you know, everybody get out their chair for. Yeah. And then that next song. <laughs> that transition is very key. Yeah. So what would you say makes a good transition when you're doing your set? I feel like this is a lot like comedy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> You got to make is. sure the transition is like, just, you got to land it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, gotta, it just has to come through at the <laughs> right time. So, because, um, <laughs> yeah, if it's offbeat, yeah. like, you know, some people might not hear it, uh-huh. but the music people, we going to know, like, that shit is not hitting. Like, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
And people are very critical about DJs because people want to dance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it has to be smooth. Like uh-huh. if you're doing like a blend, right? You have to make sure the vocals are on beat with the next beat. Okay. Because if not, like it's going to be sloppy. <laughs> um, <laughs> another thing is tempos are very important. Okay. Because you might have something that's like, you know, 100 BPMs, which is pretty average. Yeah. Most of the stuff is 100. But then you might have something that's at like 70 BPM, which a lot of the, the trap stuff is. Nice. Like Nuck If You Buck, for example. Okay. That's That's like 70 BPM. But uh-huh. that's a banger. So you might think like, okay, I'm just going to go from this record and Nuck If You Buck. Yeah. But you'll hear a difference when you, when they're played back to back. Like, mm-hmm. you'll think the energy's there, but it's just when you actually hear it, yeah. like, one after the other, it's like, there's a difference here. Okay. So I try to keep stuff like, Kind of like a good segue. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's important. Now, is there a song that no matter wherever you're at and you play it, it always goes? People are rushed to the floor. Do you have a few of those? What would you say is some of those songs right now? I don't know if they're old or yeah. right now they're popping. What, what would you say um, in terms of those songs? Well, like as far as like classics go, yeah. you can always do like the um, Nuck If You Buck, like okay. I said. You can do yeah. like... Some New Orleans music, okay. like bounce music, is always good. Uh, um, stuff like, you know, um, I Need a Hot Girl is always yeah. a good one. Banger. Um, <laughs> That's a banger. <laughs> or you can always rely on, like, you know, West Coast classics if you're uh-huh. doing something out here. Like, Ain't No Fun is always an anthem. Yeah. Everybody knows the words to that. Because you want to get people's participation. Definitely. But as far as, like, right now. Yeah, um, some of your faves. Um, right now, like Act Bad's a really good song, okay, really big yeah, record. Definitely, um, the women are killing it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Cardi that, B is hopping on these verses. Yeah, that's so, that, that's another thing too. Yeah. Um, a lot of the women verses and features, they're just like they all hit. Yeah, and, and, and my motto is: if you get the women dancing, you got a party. That's actually facts. Like, yeah. when those verses come on, yeah. it's a rap after that. Yeah, <laughs> they all get up out their seat, they rap along Wait, with that it. That is, man. It's just. Yeah, I think it's just, um, you know, they they give women, like, power. They uh, give them that confidence and stuff. Because, you know, Cardi B, Nikki, they yeah, all super confident Lotto, women. So, yeah, yeah Lotto. So, you know, I think they hear it. They feel it. Like, I got a funny question for you. How do you feel about uh, Rip Me Out the Plastic and that? Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> that's just, um, I mean, it's a good way to start off a yeah. verse. Like, it's just, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it might not really be for us. Yeah. Because, you know, we like shit like... Yeah. um. Like, what was that? Um, Obamatomically. Yeah. yeah, like, that's a good way to start off a verse for, for the fellas and the older uh, guys. But, yeah. you know, women, you know, they got the rip me out the plastic. And, <laughs> they didn't beat that song. <laughs> yeah, but it's, yeah, but it's also just the current state we're in. Thanks. Like, there's these, like, memes and moments online that's uh-huh. making their way to the music, that's to true. the clubs. And that's what, it, it resonates. That's so true. it's um if it's something that's hot then you know yeah, it's, it's going to carry yeah <laughs> going I mean think talking everything yeah yeah it's, like it's going to carry for sure yeah think about the um the mannequin challenge <laughs> like that <laughs> like you know that was always a hot record like when I first heard it on the yeah. album on the uh, Ray Schremer album I was like this song is dope like Gucci versus Fire <laughs> but then that mannequin challenge just took it up to here they like was doing it everywhere yeah on even, the plane yeah <laughs> the preacher did it like bro relax <laughs> yeah they even did it at like a corporate party I was at one time like that's how you know it. yeah so so these things really help these songs out now they yeah. take them to the next level so it just goes to show like how important social media is with all of this mm-hmm. yeah because sometimes they won't even listen to the whole song they just want to hear yeah, that, that one, one part. line yep yep that one line that goes crazy with it yeah yeah now in terms of like uh rap shows mm-hmm. with DJs yeah like I watch a lot of funk flex freestyles oh yeah and the DJs in the back going crazy. Yeah. 
you know, that it, it's it's a big thing. So how do you feel about, you know, some of these DJs on these shows? What are some of your favorites? If you were doing like a guest spot, which one would you choose? Wild and Out, you know, things of that sort. Yeah. So Wild and Out would, would definitely be fun. That would be the one, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I think you just got to be like ready with uh-huh. everything. Like the, the cool stuff about things like that is, you're going to have, like, them filming and doing uh-huh. other stuff, and you can kind of chill a little bit. But yeah. you do got to be ready because it's showtime. So. <laughs> I don't know your name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that would be dope. Um, Sway in the morning. Sway in dope. the morning, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. get to come up with, like, the five fingers of death, whatever, the uh-huh. beat they come up with. Um, Breakfast Club will be dope. Breakfast Club. Yeah, yeah. so, yeah. All the big dogs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would love to do something like that. Yeah. Now, yeah. rap too on it or just DJ? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. I got to drop some bars yeah. down, too. So, yeah. I really like that Funk Flex I really like those freestyles, man. Do you have... A, I think I like the Meek Mill one. He really went ham on it. Do you have any that you watch repeatedly or is it just like whenever that pops up on the algorithm? Yeah, just whenever <laughs> that pop up. I, I feel like one of the best freestylers, like I know it's not Flex, but yeah. um, J. Cole, like J. his Cole. L.A. Leakers freestyle. Like, yeah. Yeah, he always going to give you something. Like Always in, delivers. Yeah. Now, how do you feel like... Okay, so in terms of like freestyling, mm-hmm. how do you feel about... Would you prefer to see them just go up and do it if they pull their phone out? Does that bother you? Or how do you think about that? Because it's always the thing in the comments. Like, yeah. why he pull his phone out? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because that's that's because there's two definitions of freestyle. Okay. Like, you know, if you like our age group, you think freestyling is off the dome. Yes. But then you got some people where just an untitled rap is called a freestyle. Oh, okay. So if you can do it off the dome, then yeah, you know, do that shit. Because yeah. it makes it more fun. It's in the moment. Uh-huh. But if that's not really your, your specialty, because it's um, because <laughs> off the dome, there's yeah. a, it's a lot of stuff at play. Like yeah. you riding a beat, you coming up, yeah, you you coming up with words. Uh-huh. Your flow got to be in pocket. Like it's a lot to it. It's, yeah, yeah, because you could you could freestyle off the dome, but if your uh-huh. bars ain't hitting, then it really matters. So. <laughs> and they be critiquing in them comments. Yeah, man. yeah. Because you know they're gonna post it everywhere. They're right. gonna post a little clip on Shade Room. Be like, oh, he's getting off. Yeah, especially if you're transitioning into something mouse like say you're an actor uh-huh. like i think the dude from abbott elementary yeah yeah i was just thinking about that that's crazy yeah <laughs> he did a freestyle uh-huh. and people really like listen oh he has a deep voice i didn't really know he could do it like that yeah so i feel like freestyles that's one thing people really try to check for the bars because mm-hmm. you want to make sure the bars is proper yeah because yeah. that's your penmanship yeah right and, and it could go a long way is there any rapper that you think is very like bar oriented that you know he's always going to deliver he's always going to say something clever mm-hmm. that's going to stay with people like oh. who would you who would you say yeah so so J. Cole J. Cole again. okay um, Fab he's always going to be that guy like he <laughs> ever since I was in high school like yeah. you can always rely on him for them punchlines uh-huh. um, do you listen to Griselda records like uh a little bit here and there, but I know who you. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, like Benny the Butcher, yeah. Conway. Like, yeah, those cats be having some fire bars they too. They sure do be rapping. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, trying to think who else is always gonna come with some bars. How about Big Sean? Yeah, Big when Sean. he's in, when he get when he wants to get in his bag, I think he comes through. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. How about uh, Russ? Russ is dope. Yeah, yeah he, he's always gonna <laughs> come with some lyrics too. Writing. Yeah, he he's like a true artist. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Jack Harlow. Jack Carlos, dope. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like with Jack, um, uh-huh. did you hear his last album? Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah, yeah I feel like he kind of like, you know, he has pop appeal. Uh huh. So I think he wanted to remind people like, hey, I, I can, can still really rap too. So Which is always a hard thing because then they, they'll start saying, oh, this the industry is putting them on us. Like, yeah. Do you think there should be some type of balance or do you think you just pick a lane and just stay with that? Because, I mean, every rapper wants to be like, hey, I really can spit. Yeah. 
but I also have to make music for the masses too. Right, Because they right. get on Drake about that too. So yeah. how do you feel about that? I, I think it's always good to have versatility. I think with yeah. rap, it's such an authentic culture, okay. an authentic genre of music that people want you to stick to your core. Yeah. But also, if you have it where you could make a top 40 song, nice. the label's probably going to look at it like, you know, if you if you can do this, that would yeah. be nice if you give us one of these and, you know, it'll keep you in rotation forever if it's nice. a hot record. So I think sometimes, you know, the consumers, we don't understand that duality. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's needed. Like, let Drake make his dance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I actually like that album. Yeah, got, he's on tour now, so he went back to the rap. So. Yeah, yeah. Like, you should be able to do an offshoot, yeah. and people should understand. But like I said, it's just such authentic culture that uh-huh. we want you to stick to what you've been giving us. But okay. if you if you got that depth, do yeah. it. Do you feel like uh, the state of rap right now, well, some of it, do you feel like a lot of people are looking for the lyrics or more looking for the beat attached to a catchy phrase. How do you feel like, or do you think it just depends on the mood in terms of lyric? Because you mentioned J. Cole, so I know that you're into the lyrics. So yeah. how do you feel about, you know, the state of, you know, where we're headed? Um, I feel like it's more of the latter. Like okay. people are listening for the vibes. Okay. And you can tell because the songs are getting shorter too. That's true. <laughs> like there was once a time where, um, you know, um, Red Man and Met the Man and Rockwilder. Yeah. Yeah, that song is like two minutes and 15 seconds. Okay. So I remember first hearing that and I'm like, dang, I wish it was, was longer. Like yeah. it's, so, it's so fire. But now that's the standard for these songs. They're all clocking in like under two, two minutes and 30 seconds and they're two verses, a yeah. hook. So I think now like, Thanks to social media, our attention spans are getting a little shorter. Uh, that's what they say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so people aren't really listening to bars as much as they were before uh-huh. when songs were like four minutes and yeah. we would really sit with it. So, you know, it's always good to have good wordplay. Okay. It's a it's a form of entertainment. So, um, you know, I, I, will, I will say just got to balance it balance out. It. Yeah. Because I, I would say if you were to look back in the 90s, uh-huh. even the more lyrical type of guys, they've always been more on the underground side anyway. Yeah. It's just more prevalent now because... Everybody just wants a quick vibe. Yeah, I like lyrics, man. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I like <laughs> lyrics. Yeah, so I, feel, I feel what you're saying. Like, I'll go for both. Like, if I'm trying to dance, then yes, play the the 30-second song, play that, because you already know it's going to go off. Yeah. But if I want to, like, if I'm driving and I and I know this artist and I follow him over decades, then I want to hear bars. Yeah, yeah. And I want to hear the story within the verse. So, right. yeah, I think it's both gateways. Now, I want to make sure that... You know, we end this off the right way. Mm-hmm. If somebody wants to reach out to you, how do they get to you? And uh, if you can, you know, say your social media handle so that anybody that's not familiar, you can get familiar with you. Yeah, so um, it's Uncle Lawrence okay. on all platforms. Yeah. Um, so it's UNC, okay. um, O-O-L, and I spell Lawrence with a U. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So all platforms, you can hit me there, Uncle Lawrence. Nice. Yeah, Twitter. Do you Instagram. have, like, playlists that you... That you send out? Like, is there a website for that yet? Or that's still in the tuck? We still... Uh, oh, so I do have a website. Okay. UncleLawrence.com. Okay. So, yeah, I launched my own site myself. Um, nice. I don't really have recorded music. Okay. I should start recording my sets. Yeah. But I have, like, all my recorded music of, like, my raps and stuff. and mixtapes. Okay. I mean, uh, my projects I've made, so... Nice, yeah. man. Yeah. I want to thank you for coming through. You dropped a lot of gems and you dropped a lot of things about, you know, DJing that I didn't know before. Oh, yeah. Which is the whole purpose of this podcast, you know, to talk about the grind, to talk about how you get into the mix, to talk about how you get these gigs. Mm-hmm. So I want to thank you for coming through, bro. Oh, yeah, for sure. And Thanks then, for uh, having Any me. last words? Um, or... Yeah, I mean, if you're out there listening and yeah. you're on your grind, you got something that you want to do, just do that shit. You know, I, I just plugged up some 
some equipment and look where I'm at now. You know, I'm getting booked and busy and stay on my grinds. You know, stay blessed. It's real serious.